Hello everyone, today we will be studying the Mishnayot for January 13th, the last Mishnah of the 6th chapter, and the first Mishnah of the 7th chapter in Mesechet Brachot. I thought I would give a little bit of an update on how many people are actually listening to this podcast. Lest you think that you are alone in this journey through the Mishnah, according to Anchor, at least 40 people have tuned in, listened to each of our daily recordings, which I have to say I am pleasantly surprised with how many people in the Bay Area are striving to study two daily Mishnayot. So again, you are not alone in this journey. There are many people listening. And also, Anchor has notified me that so far a thousand people have clicked in to these recordings, these podcasts. So, kala kavot to all of you. And again, I think it's good to know that there are many people studying together and we will hopefully come up with a time late next week when we conclude Mesechet Brachot to perhaps uh, get together live on Zoom and go through some major themes of the tractate, maybe some various halachot that I have skipped over and we will do our best to do a good overview of the Mesechta. Of the tractate. Okay, moving on to today's Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, Says the Mishnah, that not only do we make a right, recite the special Birkat Mazon after eating bread, Rabban Gamliel says that you recite Birkat Mazon, again, those four blessings that we say after eating bread, we also say them when you eat one of the seven species. The Mishnah chooses the fig, the grape, and the pomegranate. But again, if you eat any of the seven species, you actually say a complete berkat hamazon. The Chachamim Omrim, the Chachamim say, Brachachat me'ein shalosh. The Chachamim say, which is the halacha, this is what we follow, that you don't do a full berkat hamazon, rather you do an abridged form of the berkat hamazon. You take the three key themes of berkat hamazon, or four key themes, you know, thanking Hashem for, you know, providing sustenance, thanking Hashem for the land of Israel, you know, talking about the goodness of Yerushalayim. And again, the last blessing, Hatov Umetiv, are all incorporated in what we refer to as al Hamichya. The more correct halachic term is, it's referred to as Me'ain Shalosh. The al Hamichya is an abridged form of Birkat Mazon, And of course, you can find it in your Sidur. So again, this special blessing is said after eating cake, but it's also said with a special insertion if you've eaten one of the seven species. Like for example, if you have an apple, then you just say barei nefashot. You sort of say the standard bracha achrona. But if you have a pomegranate or grapes, then again, you look in the sidor and you say this, this bracha that's referred to as me'ain shalosh, with the proper insertions for one of these seven species. The Mishnah continues, Rabbi Kiva Omer, Afilo Achal Shalek, Vuhumazono. Rabbi Kiva has an unbelievable opinion. He says, even if you've eaten cooked vegetables and they have satiated you, you have, you know, now you're a full, the Varach Acharav Shalish Brachos says the Rabbi Kiva that you say a full Birkatamazon. After all, it's filled you up. So Rabbi Kiva says that the Torah's commandment to recite bracha after becoming full is not specific to bread. It's all foods, even cooked vegetables. Continues the Mishnah. Again, the ruling is not like that. 
continues the Mishnah, Hashotem Mayim Litzamo. If you drink water, right? We haven't yet mentioned the blessing on water. The bracha is, Shehakol Niyebidvaro. Right? That's this general blessing that we recite on meat and eggs. So too, we say it on water. If you notice the language of the Mishnah, is you drank water, Litzamo, to quench your thirst. So the reason why the Mishnah mentions this is that water has no taste. So the only way you can recite a blessing is if you're drinking it for, again, to quench your thirst. Now you might ask, well, when am I not drinking water to quench my thirst? So one could actually talk about the following scenario. Let's say you are working out, you're exercising, right? So when one drinks, are they drinking to quench their thirst or they feel dehydrated and therefore they need to drink? Well, let's say someone's speaking, maybe like myself right now, I could probably use a nice glass of water. It's not really because I'm thirsty, it's I, my throat feels parched. And, you know, a cold cup of water might help that. So one has to know whether one recites a shahakol in that case. You know, I think most of the time there is a little bit of a quenching of the thirst taking place. So in most cases we do recite a blessing. Rabbi Tarfin, no, my Rabbi Tarfin says no. The bracha rishona is the, the bracha that you say is barei nefashot rabot. It's again a, a, whole, a whole new blessing. Who creates numerous living things? The halacha actually is that we say shakon niyeb before we drink water. And barei nefashot is the after blessing. Again, Reb Tarfun says that it's the before blessing. The, what we go with is that it's the after blessing. Okay, that concludes the sixth chapter. Okay, we got one more Mishnah for today. It's a long one. And it goes like this. There's a concept called zimun. When three people are eating together, so one invites the other two to join them in the Birkat Amazon. It used to be in the olden days that it wasn't just an invitation, but rather everyone at the meal was fulfilling their obligation of Birkat Amazon through one person. So it wasn't just like this invitation that we do where we say, you know, Rabbatai Nevarech, Nevarech She'achamnu Mishalom. Right, we're making this announcement, we're all going to bless Hashem for what we ate. In the olden days, they did more than that. They actually, one person would say Berkat HaMazon, and everybody would listen to him. We don't do that anymore. Now we just have one person invite, that brings everyone together, and everyone benches on their own. So Mishnah goes on to say like this. I'm going to read it quickly, and then I'll translate to the best of my ability, or to what makes the most sense for this, um, for, for this study. Okay, what the Mishnah is doing is like this. It's saying that the only time you're going to do a zimun is if the food you're eating was kosher to eat. So I, I can't go through the various details of each of these ones, but the point is that if you're eating from something, the proper tithing was done, was performed, then you do a zimun. But if you're eating items which did not have, did not go through the proper tithing, which we will get to in further tractates, then you do not make a zimun. Meaning if the food's not kosher, if it's not allowed to be eaten, then you don't make zimun. Again, we're not talking about kosher versus trefo. You're not eating pig. You're eating a wheat that, again, the proper gifts were not given from it. So it's sort of considered forbidden to eat. And therefore, it's not proper to invite others into your birkata mazon. Now, there, are other, there is another case of this is sort of the attendant at the meal. That the only way he can be included in the rest of the meal is if he eats 
a, a kezayit. And then you have the nachri. It says if you're eating along with the non-Jew, a non-Jew cannot join in into the, um, into the zimun. Again, that seems pretty obvious. But again, it says the Mishnah that only a Jews can join the zimun and not non-Jews. Because as after all, they will not be blessing Hashem. And you need a minimum of three people to be involved in the blessing of Hashem and performing Birkat Mazon. Okay. That concludes our, our learning for today. As always, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to study some Torah.